Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you. Right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. Hi, I'm Jordan and this is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest, Grant. Grant, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've got a really exciting topic lined up for this episode, which is basically how people can live for free off of owning real estate. And um, we really want to know a little bit more about your story and your background, how you got started in real estate. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. Sure, yeah. I bought my first income property at the age of 23. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. as soon as I could, I, yeah. I, I went to university for business. Um, most of my colleagues were excited to climb the corporate ladder and go work for these big companies. And yeah. that was never really for me. I wanted to do something a little bit different. I've watched TV shows, income properties and stuff like that. And the numbers just made sense. Wow. Um, so I was, uh, I was excited to get my first property. How were you able to yeah. acquire property at 23? That's a pretty awesome milestone. Yeah, I I saved as much as I could. Um, so after university, I, I was working a full-time job, um, but I was actually living in my father's basement, saving as uh, saving as much as possible and wow, therefore kind of minimizing my monthly expenses. That's the difference. So. so many people, you know, it's all about getting into an apartment right away and having the nicest cars and having the best clothes. And, and you did the contrary. You actually stayed in your, in your father's basement and saved <laughs> your pennies. I mean, I'm just... So thrilled to hear that. It's amazing. So you you actually then saved up the money for the down payment. So how much did you have to come in on when you purchased your first property? Yeah, so it was it was in a market that was quite affordable. Um, right. the, the purchase price on the property was $100,000. Wow. So I only need to come up with $20,000. Oh, where was that? <laughs> uh, that was actually in Peterborough, Peterborough, Ontario. Okay, yeah. wow. Excellent. So how did you get to Peterborough? <laughs> I was. Uh, that's actually where work uh, took me. After ah. university, I took a, a full-time employment uh, up in Peterborough okay. uh, and started working up there. And I was intrigued by the market. There was uh, you know some universities, some colleges. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, um, yeah, a lot of new uh, kind of innovation happening in that city. So from there, you bought your second property, and that's kind of where we're going to talk about today. But talk to us about what this premise of house hacking is, and you know how you know is that a thing? House it is a thing. Okay, and we're, we're going to talk about you know how you can live for free off of your off of your income property. Sure. Yeah. So uh, after my first property, I started to see the cash flow come in. Right. So that was super enticing to me, and working full time, I. So can I just back up for a second? Certainly. This property that you bought, is did you live in it or was it just a rental? Not the first one. Okay. Yeah, so I bought it strictly okay. as rental purposes. Yeah. And then seeing that cash flow came and it, it was almost replacing some of my paycheck. So that was kind of my so aha cool. moment. If I can get a few more of these, then that's that's, that's the freedom that I was looking for, right? Wow. So. Um, so when looking for my next property, obviously I, I had limited capital mm-hmm. moving forward. So I, I learned an interesting strategy and it was, um, you know, by buying a property as your principal residence, you can do less down payment. Yes. Now, a lot of people do that with their single family homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't realize that you can do it with a, with a duplex, a triplex or a fourplex. Yeah. You can go up to four units and get 90% yeah. financing as long as you occupy. Exactly. So, so for me, it was awesome. a win-win. It was an excuse to move out of my parents' basement, have a place of my own, um, but yeah. you know, essentially reduce my monthly cost of living. Right. And talk so. to us about this property because it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I've heard about it. it I want to see it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful old home. I've I've always been interested in architecture. Um, I love old homes. So this is an old Victorian style, uh, mid eighteen hundred. So it has all the old character, the you know the fourteen foot ceilings, the mm-hmm. you know fourteen inch baseboards, the old wood, you know hardwood flooring. How did um, you find this property? Yeah, working with a realtor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was okay. able to find a property that was uh, listed, and and I Again always say in Peterborough. Sorry to interrupt. No, actually, this is back in my hometown. Okay. Yeah. 
Very good. I always say with real estate investing, keep the emotion out of it. However, yeah. in this in this particular instance, uh, I did a little a little emotion come in. Yeah. Because um, I wanted somewhere on a, in a nice street, a nicer neighborhood, and a property that I'd have some pride of ownership in. So. So how many units do you have in that home? Uh, that's a four unit building. A four unit. Yeah. Excellent. And what was your what was your purchase price on this property? Purchase price was four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. Ooh. So how old were you when you purchased this four hundred thousand dollar? Yeah, I would have been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would have been twenty about twenty. Five. You're an inspiration. Not a lot of people do this. No, seriously. Incredible. I can't believe that you actually did that. So now you're you have 40 units, so that or over 40 units. So that's even more thrilling. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, sorry. So let's go through the case study of how this structure looks like. So sure. you have you're living in one of the units, and then you've rented out the other three. That's correct. How much are you getting in rent for each unit? The average is about to uh, 875 per month. 875. Per okay. Yep. So your gross income is going to be the 875 times the three units. Um, which is around $31,500. And then we've got your operating expenses. So these are your utilities, your property taxes, um, and you're looking at around um, $12,020 a year. Our net operating income then would be around $19,480. From there, we're going to deduct our debt service, which is your your mortgage payments, Mm -hmm. and that's around $19,200. So when we look at the difference between your net operating income and your debt service, we're seeing a surplus of $280 a year. So basically, what this means is you're able to live in this property, pay the mortgage payments, and you're actually getting paid to do so. Nothing out of pocket. Exactly. That Amazing. is so cool. So do you have the nicest place in the whole house or the basement apartment? <laughs> no, it is. It's quite nice um, because it's my own place. I wanted to be comfortable. I, I've made it a little bit nicer. I restored the original hardwood floors um, wow. and made some upgrades within the place. So, you know, it, it, it's comfortable. Awesome. So you're making a little sacrifice there, but you're paying nothing to live. Pocketing yes. money to live. I mean, this seems like such an amazing strategy that more people need to be taking advantage of, right? Yeah, it it certainly makes a huge difference. I mean, you know, most people in our demographic, their largest monthly expense is going to be either rent or a mortgage payment. Well, look at living in downtown Toronto, the condo, like people are paying 3,000 a month just to live in like a, you know, 600 square foot unit. I don't believe in renting. I never did. And, and from the age of 18 is when I started. Okay. And I bought my first uh, property and it was a duplex and I lived in the main floor and I rented the upstairs. So very similar, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a huge head start, right? So again, I, I, you know, people who are younger, as you mentioned, people who are younger who are, or who are starting out, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's definitely a great way to go. Yeah. And so let's talk about the ROI on this. Like not only are you able to live for free, but so ROI also- is return on investment. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. So thank you for, yeah, for noting that. <laughs> um, so not only are you living for free and you're actually getting a little bit each year, but you're also getting the appreciation of that real estate over time. Exactly. So, and the tenants are paying down your mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that, it actually adds up significantly. You know, if I were purchasing a property to live in personally, a single family home, um, you know, the valuation wouldn't quite be the 400. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to afford that. Um, you know, so utilizing actually those signed tenant leases mm-hmm. when I was buying the property, enabled me to qualify for something worth more. Mm-hmm. And now I've got that principal pay down on a $400,000 property home. Yeah. yeah. So that's looking at your principal pay down, um, you know, is around $10,500 a year. Plus you've got appreciation conservatively at around 3% of that 400,000, which is another 1200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So your total return you're looking at is around 22,700, $800. It's pretty, that's, that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And we look at that compared to your initial investment, 
which you're only paid, you know, it's 10% down, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's what really impacts the return on investment. Yes. It goes, it almost doubles. You know, if I had to come up with a 20% down as though it was a typical rental property, my return would be about half of that amount. So. Yeah. So your, your, your total return on investment is around 49%. Mm-hmm. Which is, so how did you get into more after you did this one? How did you manage yeah. 40 plus units? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. So, so after that, I, I mean, most of my, most of my capital is pretty well tied up, you know, yes. I had those properties. Right. So, um, and unlike some investors, I didn't have years and years worth of savings or RSPs or equity in their home to leverage. So, um, so for me moving forward, it was utilizing other people's money. Okay. And that's, that's what I loved about real estate. Real estate was, it's leverageable. Yeah. Not only, you know, pulling up money from the property, but mm-hmm. I can leverage other people's credit or money or, you know, ability to qualify for that's properties. That's interesting. I really like to hear about this more because I, I, it's a new concept for me. And uh, but so so what do you mean leveraging other people's equity? How did you work that out? Yeah. So essentially, it's, it's a joint venture. Okay. That's what they are. Okay. Right. So so to kind of simplify it, you've got a working partner and a money partner. Uh, me, myself, I would be what we consider the working partner. Mm-hmm. I have the intellectual, you know, uh, currency, Absolutely. as we like to call it, but yeah. uh, but not necessarily all the savings or the deep pockets. Right. So I'm able to find people who want to diversify their portfolio, but don't necessarily want to be dealing with properties or tenants or the ongoing repairs and maintenance of the property. So and this um, is a great strategy for people that are just getting started in real estate mm-hmm. and are kind of, you know, in a similar position as you were when you started that, you know, maybe don't have the deep pockets, but you still want to get involved. And exactly. finding a joint venture can help um, balance those two different needs and preferences, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love joint ventures because they're the perfect win-win situation. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gaining experience. I'm also gaining some uh, some cash flow from these properties. Yeah. But with my investors, they're, they're essentially just money partners. They're getting a higher return on their investment than they are in their other, you know, RSPs, mutual funds, et cetera. We know how all of those things do, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't like them. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, we're in real estate and we're in mortgages and, and you see the difference and, and to settle for something like that would be ludicrous for yeah, me. Absolutely. But yeah, that's amazing. Well, listen, we've got to go to break and uh, we want to share with everybody your stories and how do you do it? And maybe other people can do the same thing. So don't go away. We'll be right back. If you'd like more information about investing in real estate or have any questions or comments, check us out online at profunds.ca. While you're there, be sure to view our other episodes filled with great real estate knowledge. Hi, I'm Jordan. This is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest, Grant, and we're talking about this concept of house hacking, which is basically being able to purchase a multi-unit property, rent them out, live in one of them, and essentially live for free off of that. And cash flow. Right. And receiving cash flow. That's even a plus. Beautiful. Um, We're talking about joint ventures and how to get started in that. Grant, how did the process work for you? Like, why did you kind of decide to go with the joint venture route and how did you get started in that? As I continue to speak with people, mm-hmm. you know, specifically of an older demographic, uh, you know, they're starting to realize that that whole retirement plan that they've been taught, you know, the past mm-hmm. several decades, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily going to work. Um, so they were looking right. for, you know, a different route. Um, and real estate is, you know, it's bricks and mortar. It's, it's been proven, you know, time and yeah. time again. So yeah. so there was a lot of people that were interested in getting into real estate, but didn't necessarily yeah. have, as I mentioned, you know, that experience or right. even that patience or time to be dealing with tenants or, you know, any of the other ongoing uh, issues that might arise. So, um, so that was an interesting opportunity for me as uh, kind of someone that was ye- really eager, eager and motivated. Yeah. Um, yeah, capitalize on that for sure. So you met with these people. Now, how did you meet them? Yeah. How did you approach them? I'm just thinking for our viewers. Like, how do you would find like to a joint same. venture partner? Yeah. Yeah. For me, a, a huge impact has been, you know, getting involved in networks. 
um, specifically real estate mm. investing networks, right. Um, right. you know, like-minded people who are together, you know, it, it saves a huge step having to, you know, I don't necessarily have to educate them on how to re- invest in real estate. They already see the value in it. Mm-hmm. They're essentially just looking for me as almost a tool, you know, to, to put their money to work. So when you actually approached them, did you have to prepare a business plan? How did they have faith in you and understand that you would able be able to deliver the returns? Yeah, a, a little bit of a business plan, but, you know, in real estate, the numbers, you know, the numbers don't lie, right? right? So it's in, it's in preparing, you know, preparing all mm-hmm. of the numbers and all the analysis. And, and my actual my actual presentation is much more detailed than, you know, the case study that we went through, but it's, right. uh, it's outlining every single component to it. So I guess the thing is also you got to make sure your partner is somebody that you would like to work with. Absolutely. Because you could get into a JV with someone you're not compatible with and it's outright war. And I've seen many people come to me where they've had to refinance and they're uh, getting out of a JV because it went bad. So how do you know what you're getting into? Or how do you mitigate those types yeah. of situations? That would be you can't scary. Always, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good point. You know, a joint venture is essentially a business relationship. So you're right in that you want it to uh, to work. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge component to it, though, is, is you want it to be um, outlined in terms of what the duties and responsibilities are of each party. Right. So right? do you have a contract so, for exactly. each one? Yeah. So we, we work with lawyers and we have proper joint venture agreements Perfect. that outline those duties and responsibilities. So mm-hmm. there's no, you know, there's no stepping on each other's toes. Perfect. You know, my duties are clearly outlined and so are theirs. So what and are so your duties? Other. It's essentially, if you want to think of it from a business perspective, it's it's kind of the operations manager. Right. Making okay. sure that things from, uh, you know, on a day to day basis are running smoothly, you know, dealing with tenants, payments, issues, you know, repairs and maintenance of the property itself. Ultimately, my goal and objective is to make sure the property cash flows as much as possible on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, in the long term, I want to make sure that property is worth as much as possible. Right. And then you both benefit. Exactly. From that. That's very good. So what kind of returns are, are your partners seeing? Yeah, they average out to be around 15 percent. Wow. And that's secured on yeah. that's secured on real estate. And that's so it's an having, annual return? Exactly. And that's right. not having to do any work, oh, right? And that's, that's yeah. a huge component to it. Aside from the initial paperwork up front, dealing with uh, the proper mortgage brokers, mm-hmm. um, beyond that, they get to sit back and relax. And typically what we'll just do is set up a, a joint bank account and they can see the cash flow coming in every month. So is that 15% cash flow or is it a combination of it's a combination. principal and... Yeah. Okay. yeah, every property is going to be a little bit differently, but right. my main focus is, is looking for good cash flowing properties. Right. So that's the cash flow principal repayment um, is incorporated in, in that 15% return. Exactly. I see. Very interesting. So joint ventures is one of the strategies that you've used to acquire properties. I know another one is uh, utilizing private funding. Mm-hmm. So how have you utilized that in your either acquisitions or renovations? Yeah, it's it's been a combination, uh, and that's that's what's fun about real estate is it's it's totally customizable, and every situation yeah. or property might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I've used a lot a lot of private funds in in flipping properties, yes. um, and also funding renovations. So so there's private lenders out there that will provide me with essentially the purchase price on properties, yep. mm-hmm. and then sometimes even uh, the, the funds to do the renovations themselves. Well, and, and see that's what it's all about. So we do private funding, and uh, it's about loyalty and working yeah. with someone. So eventually. Um, your lenders are knowing you, understanding you, and trusting you, and then you can actually borrow against the purchase price um, or the appraised value, which is ever higher, rather than the banks. They'll lend you what's is ever lower. So if your purchase price is five hundred thousand, but your appraisal came in at seven hundred, they would never lend you seven hundred. But when you have a relationship with private money like that, that's where it benefits you. And mm-hmm. uh, so in, and for our viewers and for our investors, you're the perfect candidate for being a private lender of what 
ProFunds model would be, because we lend to people like you that flip. We don't lend to people that are having challenges financially, right? right? Yeah. We lend to investors and and use the money for flips and you're credible and you have good credit and everything else. Yeah. And it's it's to create wealth, not to consolidate or go buy a boat. Yeah, you're right. You know, using private money is a, is a fantastic way to go. Again, mm-hmm. especially if you're starting, if you don't have that money, you know, available to you in your own savings. Uh, okay. If you can make money off other people's money, it's it's a I huge know. short. Well, let's say you have equity in other real estate. Let's say you, you've you purchased these other properties, which you have, and there's equity there, but the banks won't lend you borrow on that because you don't qualify for whatever reason. You can actually use private money to get into that because the private money qualification process is much more lenient than what an institution is today and specifically today because they're really tough to get approved on. So, exactly. you know, private yeah, money is a great option. For sure. And as an investor, I don't mind paying, you know, 12, 14, 16% on money yeah. um, because because we need to focus on is how much money I'm making on top of that. Exactly. exactly. I know so many people are like, oh my gosh, I'm not paying that. Are you crazy? I, thought, I said, well, you can get the deal or you don't do the deal. Exactly. So how much would the deal make you? A hundred thousand? And you're worried about paying $20,000 in, in an interest payment? Yeah. Hmm. I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times it's, it's the mindset, you know, years and years of conditioning. We think like consumers instead of investors. Right. And as That's a consumer, a you hear a double digit, you know, interest rate and, and you panic Yeah. Mm-hmm. as an investor. If I'm paying 16% on money, well, if I'm going to make X number on top of that, then it's just the cost of doing sense. business. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've, I've used private money many times myself for that. Actually, I use it a lot yeah. for most of my purchases because you can actually get in write an offer on something and you can go in cash if you're comfortable with your private lender mm-hmm. and knowing that the money is going to be there and you can outbid everybody exactly. because cash is king. Yeah. yeah. So it makes the money, right? <laughs> so Grant, we've talked about two of the properties. Now, I know you said you have up to 40 units or 40 doors now. Um, what do you look for when you're finding mm-hmm. these properties? Is there any certain characteristics or features that are you know important to you? Yeah, I, I think my main focus, I'd mentioned cash flow was, you know, kind of my top priority. Um, mm-hmm. So looking, you know, and running the numbers, what I found was multifamilies were the way to go. It, yeah. It's kind of that, that Costco analogy, you know, buying in bulk. The actual right. cost per unit is down significantly yeah. and your actual operating cost per unit is down as well. You have one roof to repair, one mm-hmm. lawn to cut, one driveway to plow. You've got multiple sources of revenue coming from that building. Yeah, it's really hard, though, today to find properties that are multifamily that cash flow. Are it you, depends on the market. Are you renovating like majority of the ones that you find and improving them and then re-renting them? Or are you buying them kind of as is? A little bit of both. Okay. If there's opportunities to uh, do some renovation, increase the rent. Absolutely. But some turnkey yeah. properties I've purchased, you know, in the GTA, it's tough to get a cash yeah. flow multifamily, it's but tough. you know, an hour, two hours away, there's plenty of opportunities out there. Right. Yeah, and you're not concerned about vacancy rates in those areas, because if you're in the no. secondary markets, uh, you're having no problem renting your units. Yeah, no, we have, uh, you know, in some of the markets I'm investing in, they're smaller areas, but you know, similar vacancy rates as we're seeing in the GTA. Wow. should share some of those locations with us. Yeah. <laughs> you might keep them a secret. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> So, Grant, for those that want to get started in doing a similar thing um, as, as you've been doing, what kind of advice or tips can you offer? Yeah, I, I think the biggest tip would be educate yourself, mm-hmm. right? But don't try to reinvent the wheel. So for me, you know, I have a bunch of mentors within the industry mm-hmm. um, and I've learned from their mistakes. Educate yourself as much as possible. And then essentially, if you're coming to the table as a, in looking for a joint venture, if you can be that subject matter expert and prove that you've done your homework, you know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be much easier for and you. You speak with conviction. Exactly. Right. And, you know, it's, it's funny because we were speaking to a few people lately and so many of them have mentioned the mentor. 
mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that, that was something I never did. You know, I always jumped in and learned how to swim and I drowned a few times and got back up, yeah. and, you know, yeah. so um, it's wonderful to have that. And I think that's a really wise decision. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in real estate, we're talking hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars uh, mm-hmm. at, at stake here, right? So yeah. trial and error, I never recommend it. Yeah. So if you can, uh, if you can kind of follow, you know, some type of proven system or people mm-hmm. who have already done it, it's going to make your life a lot easier. So, Grant, is there anything that you would like to express to our viewers? One last thing. Yeah, I, you know, I, I speak to so many people who have always wanted to do this, yes, and they never yeah. have, right? And oftentimes, it's fear that's holding them back, right? Um, so, yeah, start educating yourself on this. Start to surround yourself with like-minded people, and just do it. Just do yeah. it. I agree. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. It was such an inspirational story. Really, it is. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. If you are interested in learning more about how to utilize private financing for your real estate acquisitions or endeavors, you can contact profunds.ca for more information. And be sure to check out 30minutes12th.com for all of our other episodes. And that's it. Our 30 minutes are up. Go create wealth. 